Blog Talk Radio. show. Thanks. And thanks for taking time out to do this. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. So we're in we're in this giant room right now with a bunch of giant, well, not the regular size people, but, but the <laughs> point is a bunch of people. Now here's the cool thing. This room that we're in is actually the room where my wife and I were married almost 10 years ago. Ten yep. years ago, yeah, and she's and she's eligible for parole next year. But anyway, <laughs> the reason why we're here, and we have some people here with us. By the way, we have some members from the youth group. Hi guys, how are you? Hi. That was the most polite response. <laughs> ever. That, don't worry, that won't last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we had 29 minutes, so we're good. But Karen, what we wanted to do today was talk about the youth group, and the reason why Restoring Grace Radio is here is first of all, I want to compliment you on the job you're doing, and tell you that I am absolutely just impressed with this operation and and what you do here, and thank you. Thank you. Um, the the churches everywhere, youth groups everywhere, we're facing some challenges right now. We need some good people out there. Carolyn's good people. These people behind me yet to be known, but we're here to talk about all the things that you guys do. You've participated. Listening to them talk just a couple of minutes ago, I was stunned at what, as young as they are, the wide range of experiences they've had in ministry operations and the different things. It's just really great stuff. So um, first of all, tell me a little bit about you. How would you get into this? I backed into youth ministry on accident. Okay. <laughs> when God calls us to something, he doesn't always warn us ahead of time that that's what he's going to do. I was a stay-at-home mom in the church I was attending. The pastor said, hey, do you think you could start a youth group here? And I hadn't done that yet. So I said, sure, I could probably do that. And I did. And it, 15 years later, I'm still doing youth ministry. And I love it here. I've been here at Mountain View United Methodist Church for 10 years. And I love it, and I hope to be here for many, many more years. Now, now guys, for somebody who's been doing this for 15 years, she doesn't look bad. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, pretty good, right? I mean, 15 years of combat veteran, and, and she's got it down. Okay, good deal. I'm with you on that. All right, so listen, we want to talk about a few things. First of all, tell, tell us a little bit about this youth group program. What does youth program look like here? Everyone's unique to different churches. You obviously have got some very special things going here, so tell us a little bit about what this one looks like. Well, we have a really active youth program here at Mountain View. We have an active middle school group and an active high school group. We, the two groups meet separately. Our middle school youth group meets on Sunday afternoons from 4.30 to 6. And our high school youth group meets on Sunday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. In addition to that, we have lots of activities and trips and events and programs and all kinds of things that we do. And I'm going to let the kids here tell you about some of those things because I don't want to steal their thunder on those things. But we have a website that you can go to. It's uh, www.mt-viewmc.org. Just click on the Youth Ministries uh, link there and you can see all the different things that we have going on at any time. We have a lot going on, obviously, and we're going to get into some of that. We do. More than I can tell you about in just a quick moment. Here. Okay, fair yeah. enough, yeah. fair enough. Now, let's get, and talking about some of those programs, and some of the kids are going to talk about that too, and I'll let you kind of cue that up. What is your, we're going to let you go first. 
Okay. What is your favorite program, event, or activity that you do here in the youth room? Well, it's really tough to narrow that down, but probably my favorite thing is just hanging out with kids on Sunday nights at youth group. If I didn't love doing that, the rest of it wouldn't matter anyways. It wouldn't matter what kind of ski trips and retreats and mission trips and things we do. Um, just hanging out with these guys on Sunday nights and finding out how their week has been and what they've been up to and what's going on and um, praying with them over things that have happened and, and just being here for each other and fellowshipping with each other is what I love to do. One of the things the scriptures teach us is about community way of life, and community way of life in the scriptures is having the vulnerability and the opportunity, discipleship, accountability, conversation, dialogue. Youth groups do that so well. And uh, and so here's my commercial. The older part of the church needs to figure that out because that's where it's kind of fallen off, is that is the key issue of the teachings of Jesus is community way of life, repentance, all those things, and it happens through communication. So it sounds like Sunday nights you've got some people on the ground, and you guys are really getting after it. We do. We have a lot of fun on Sunday nights. We play games. We eat food. We read the Bible. We discuss stuff. We talk about what's going on in the world and what we should think about that and how we should feel about that. We talk about issues that are happening in people's lives, you know, problems with dating, problems with stress at school, problems with taking too much on and saying yes to everything and then not being able to handle anything well. Just all the things that are crushing down on, on teenagers in middle school and high school these days are, that's what we deal with and that's where we live every day. So aside from that, and again, those of you listening, make sure you cue in on that because one of the most important parts of your spiritual development is discipleship and accountable relationships. That's how you grow. That's, that's, that's how you grow. You've heard it a hundred times. I said it over and over again. If you spend an entire evening in your, your garage, you will not wake up the next morning as a car. And if you sit in church for an hour a week, it's okay, guys. You wake up. If you sit in church for an hour a week, you will not wake up the next morning a Christian. It takes work at that relationship to make it happen. All right, I'm done being serious. So, Carolyn, by the way, those of you that can't see because you're listening, they're actually dancing behind me, and you're missing some pretty cool moves. Um, uh, and obviously, that's something else you do here. I don't know if you. We do actually. Okay, okay, you know about that. So um, how about we'll take a couple of the kids, that's why they're here, and talk to them about their pick on the program. Because I heard about mission trips. I heard bowling. I heard bowling. Yep. Um, I heard a couple of things. Let's cover some of those. Yeah. So um, you guys, what, what are some of, the, some of the things that you guys love to do? Joe? Um, I like to, well, I like the Roman Shield because it's fun because you get to, like, pretend you're, like, owning a business sort of. And you get to, like, sell stuff to people, and I think it's kind of fun to look through people's junk. Yeah, (laughs) you really can't go wrong going through other people's junk. (laughs) It's awesome. And that rummage sale is one of the biggest fundraisers that we do of the year, and the money that we raise from those kinds of events helps us pay for the mission trips that we go on so that you don't, everybody here doesn't have to pay three or four hundred dollars out of their pocket to go on a mission trip. We raise the money, so a lot of these kids have paid little to nothing out of their own pocket to go on these mission trips because we help them raise the money by doing things like going through other people's old junk and now, selling it to other people. Now, for you parents that are listening, you just got your first reason why you should send your kids here. <laughs> I, as a parent, I locked in, honed in right on there. I sell my junk and send my kids to a foreign country. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> this is working out. All right. All right. Good. I'm in. I'm in. We did go to Jamaica two years ago. So. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about some other activities. So we got the rum sale. What else we got? Yeah. Clarissa. Uh, we've got when we go to camp every year at in summertime. It's pretty awesome there. We talk about God and we learn more about ourselves and you get to be in a cabin with lots of other girls and it's totally awesome. Unless you're a guy. <laughs> well. That was the second remark the parents heard. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, Amanda. Um, I personally have always liked the mission trips um, just because we go somewhere new and we meet all these new people and we can work for these people that we don't even know and do something good for them. And we're collaborating as a group, but it's also a very personal experience, and you always learn something new from these people that you're helping in these new places. So it's just always amazing, isn't it, how sometimes God has used us on mission trips in ways that we never could have scheduled or planned. Yeah. Nicole? Um, One of my favorite things is we also go on to conferences sometimes, occasionally, and you really learn a lot about God and, like, yourself, and you get to meet a whole bunch of other people, and you can like Facebook them and keep being friends with them and like it just really helps you on your with your relationship with God who else wants to tell us about their favorite <coughs> yeah Thomas I really enjoy DBS it's great to see all those young kids come out and really get involved with us here at the church I, I learn a lot as well I mean teaching those little kids it's great to see their joy we practically run the Vacation Bible School program here at this church. Without this group of teenagers and the Vacation Bible School program here wouldn't get off the ground. These kids are teachers, they're game leaders, they're snack coordinators, they do it all pretty much. Who else? I, I like the music that goes on. The, we, the worship music we do and, and some of the songs we sing, just, that, that's, I mean, I love the music, love the lyrics and, and singing it at church, at youth group, at, at Vacation Bible School just all the time. It's just so great. Yeah, we have a youth praise band. They don't have a name, so we just call them the youth praise band. That's what's good. That yeah. Covers it. It covers it. Good. Describes okay. what they do. Maybe someday they'll have a name, but right now <laughs> they don't have a name. But the youth praise band helps to lead worship at our, our monthly cross-training worship services. We do cross-training once a month, usually on the first or second Sunday of the month, and that schedule's on our website. So People can go up there and see what cross, what time and what days cross-training is. But, yeah, we have a band, and we also have a drama team here. We have a drama ministry that uh, some of these kids here are involved in, and we go not just here to do drama. We sometimes travel and, and do skits and take our show on the road and go other places and act and spread the word of uh, the love of God everywhere we go. Let's, let, I want to hone in on two things real quick. One thing is, is about worship music. And really understanding that every generation that has come through the church, and I've been around for a few generations now, every one of those generations brings a new, uh, a new spirit, a new taste, a new a reflection to it. And I've been here at these events when you've done this. And what really is, gets me in a positive way is to see them creating that sound. Worship is not a music style. It's a lifestyle. You either do it all the time or you're not doing it. But they move here. They move from the idea of it being a performance to actually being a representation of where they are in their faith, and comes across tremendously genuine, um, and that's very amazing to me. I just want to compliment them all on that. And the drama thing, I want to talk about that. I've watched the dramas here at the church, and I've seen them. 
drama is, is becoming a forgotten art in our schools, in our colleges. It's just, whether it's a budget item, I don't know what the whole story is. But the presentation of drama is, to me, one of the greatest evangelical tools that we have in communicating a message to people that may not be on the same kind of communication page that we are. So, again, I want to tell you guys how proud I am of you doing that and how important that component is in, in, in this ministry. We have an active drama team, and some of the dramas that we do are really serious and address really serious issues that teenagers are living with. And some of the dramas that we do are funny. They're comedies. They're designed to get people to just relax and laugh and, and open up. We have a really talented group of kids here. And whether we're doing drama or whether we're singing and leading worship, we want to make sure that everything we do is not for our glory, but it's done for the glory of God. That's a good song. Stephen Curtis Chapman. That is a good song. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What you else guys, you got? Yeah, what else you got? Tell me, guys. Yeah. What else do you guys like that we do? Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Um, I run the sound tech for the band. I set up the speaker system and plug it into the board and make sure everyone works and is heard and sounds good. We believe strongly in student leadership here. We don't want to have adults doing everything here. We want the teenagers to be doing things. So we don't want to have an adult running the soundboard and the lights and everything if we can have a teenager or two or three doing it. We don't want to have an adult up there giving the talk if we can have a teenager up there doing it. We, we want our kids to be leading the bands, leading the drama teams, doing those kinds of things because they're ready for this kind of stuff. They're ready to step up and be leaders. Anyone else? Anybody got something? I, I like going skiing. I mean, every year we love getting out there and, and going down the slopes and just having a good time getting together with some friends and just going having a good time for a weekend. Yeah, we have some pretty epic ski trip stories. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Jane, what? I like the Dream On concert that we went to. Oh, yes. The women's conference. That was a whole bunch of fun where we go out to Denver and we go into this big auditorium and these people talk about dating and um, school and um, just their relationship with God and it's really it's really much it's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, we go to the Revolve Tour, which is a conference just for girls. It's it's not for guys, it's just for girls and it's all about being a godly girl and and the issues that girls are facing these days cuz it's not easy being a teenage girl sometimes. Emily. <laughs> I like the retreats that we go on because then you get to meet other people from like different towns and it's always really, it's always had a huge impact on my life. Well, awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> retreats aren't just fun and games. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. One of the, and we've got several uh, things to cover, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, give everybody a chance to clear their throat, run around the room a little bit. That was an expression not to be actually carried out. And we're going to be right back after this commercial break from Mike Phillips from Lead the Team. Hey, this is Mike Phillips from Lead the Team, and wanted to thank you for tuning in to Restoring Grace this evening. Also, want to give you an opportunity to tune in to my show, Reignition, every Wednesday night at 8.30 Mountain Time. When you tune in, we talk a lot about sales training, personal motivation, coaching, uh, and just, you know, really whatever else crosses our mind. We have a lot of fun, so make sure to tune in, check us out. Again, it's every Wednesday night at 8.30 Mountain Time. You can always email me at mike at leadtheteam.net with questions, comments, or uh, future topics. Thanks. Now back to Restoring Grace.
Again, I want to encourage you to listen to Mike Phillips. Lead the team, his blog talk radio program. Mike is, well, you've never heard him before, you wouldn't know. But Mike is really good at what he does, but he's not as good as I am. And you could tell him I said that when you listen to his show late or tonight, excuse me, on Wednesday night. So, Mike, God bless. Thanks for all your participation. Here again, uh, I'm with Carolyn Brown and the youth group from the United Methodist Church here in Woodland Park, Colorado. Before we go any farther, let's shoot out some contact information. If I wanted to call in and I said, uh, I got to do this now. This is the best thing ever. Who do I call? Is there an email? How does somebody find you? Absolutely. You can go to our website. It's www.mt, which is the abbreviation for mountain-viewumc.org. All of our contact information is on there. Or you can call the church directly at 719-687-3868, and we'll be happy to get you all the information you could ever want about our youth ministry here. So we'll be repeating that again at the end of the broadcast, right towards the time we go off the air. Now, Carolyn, one of the students had mentioned, I heard it kind of buzzing around the room earlier, about missions and mission trips. There's a lot of confusion uh, with people about why we do that. I've heard actually heard people say back to me, oh, that's just so we can go see people who don't have food and feel really bad for them. It's like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something more. Tell us about your mission work and the philosophy you have behind sending people out and also how widespread you do this. We In the United Methodist Church, we believe that faith and works go together, that the things that we do for other people are an expression of what God has done in us. We God has changed us, and God loves us in ways that we can't even begin to really understand, but we are changed by that to, to such an extent that we want to share that with other people. We want to go to people and help them with whatever they need help with. So we have a philosophy of missions here that starts local and then branches all the way around the world. So we do a lot of different mission things here. We start local. We do stuff right here in our own church. We do stuff here in our own community, whether it's painting something for someone or just you know stacking firewood for the help the needy folks or going to serve meals at the soup kitchen in Colorado Springs. We also have national things that we do. We take trips to other states and other mission organizations in the United States. We are tied in with groups like Samaritan's Purse and some of those organizations where we do things on a national level. We're also working on an international level. Our youth group sponsors a compassion child who lives in Haiti. We work with missions around the world through things like the B1 um, Fast Today, End Hunger Now campaigns. And we also do international mission trips. The last one we did, we went to Jamaica, and that was an absolute blast. We had so much fun in Jamaica, but at the same time, we came home changed from that experience here. How many of you guys here went to Jamaica? Thank yeah. You. Yeah. 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 Don't raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, so that was a, that was a really great experience. So um, our philosophy of missions is it starts close and it travels all the way around the world, and we are operating at every single one of those levels. And one of the things to really be excited about is that for a lot of Christians, they look at missions as a, okay, well, I'll give somebody thirty bucks a month and let them go worry about it. And, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. If that's what you're able to do, go do it. But the other part is how much it influences the worldview of of the youth as they're moving forward. These are not the leaders of the future. They're the leaders now. They're leaders in their homes, their communities, and their schools, and how much it influences them. So I'm wondering, of the ones that are here, 
how many of them had that kind of experience, reported back to you and said, my worldview is different? Because sometimes to get a worldview, you need to go see the world. It happens all the time. And different students like different trips for different reasons. Some of our students, you know, really like the trips where we go and we're working in a soup kitchen or a food pantry or something like that. Other students really like the trips where we go and we're building a house for somebody or we're putting a new roof on somebody's, on somebody's house and we're doing something that's really construction-based. Some students really like the things where we're getting into the more social justice type stuff, where we're working at animal shelters and things like that. So everybody here has clicked into a different trip for a different reason, and we do lots of different things. What were some of you guys' favorite mission trips that we've been on? What was yours, Nicole? Um, I think my favorite mission trip was the one where we went to Lander, Wyoming, because we got to help clean out a thrift store, and if we hadn't clean, uh, helped uh, sort through the clothes, we the thrift store would have closed, and uh, we also had a lot of fun, too, as well as helping others. We did, yeah. Who else? Yeah. Um, I really liked the trip to Jamaica just because we really got to connect with people. We went to like a, a mental um, ward hospital yeah. area and we, re we, we got to talk to the patients there and kind of see what things they were going through. And it was really intense because there were people there who were going through horrible things every day and they weren't mentally stable but yet they were still sitting there on their bed saying, praise the Lord, praise God, he's, he's my Lord and Savior. It was just awesome. Yeah, and the conditions there were shocking. Oh, yeah. Shocking. You would never see anything like that in the United States. Yeah. Who else had a favorite mission trip? Yeah. One of the trips that I remember was going to Grand Junction when I was in middle school. I don't remember much about it, but I know we went to a soup kitchen and just cleaning. That's where you taught me how to mop a floor for the first time. And I was like, oh, cool, I know how to mop now. So, and, and I just think about that trip a lot. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of details from that, but I remember that was a very cool trip. That's the third thing that parents have just picked up on. Yeah. So, so job your, training skills. Job training skills. <laughs> you send my kid to a foreign country, and I don't have to pay for it, and I forget what number three was. But that's, yeah, yeah mop skills. That's great. Learn how to mop yeah, a floor. Yeah, learn how to mop a floor, because yeah. yeah. that's handy where I live. Yeah. Who else had a favorite mission trip? Yeah. Nobody? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. I also liked the one where we went to Salt Lake City, Utah, last summer mm -hmm. and we helped out in a homeless shelter sorting food cans and putting new soap and hygiene products on the shelves and it was amazing to see how much that stuff is needed and we heard stories about how even socks and underwear can save lives. We brought some of that back to our home church with us we learned a lot about the need for underwear, and so we brought it back to our home church, and now our church's missions team here does an undie Sunday periodically where we do a drive for underwear because that is one of the things that, that um, organizations who are uh, giving out clothing to folks, that's one of the things they're desperately in, in need of. Yeah, go, Maria. Mine was probably also to Utah, but it was a completely different um, trip. It was the year before, and it was high school, so it was better. Um, <laughs> and um, we worked in, like, a pantry thing where we sorted foods 
Um, and there were cockroaches. That was kind of gross. Those were in Jamaica, too, but that's okay. Um, and we also, um, one day we, like, didn't have anything to do because we had already done everything. And Carolyn got a call from somebody um, who just really needed us. And so we went and helped at an appliance store and helped clean appliances because um, they were used and everything. So that was really cool. I learned a lot on that trip. Yeah, that was the Habitat for Humanity Restore that called us. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> she, she knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the, the this is just how God works sometimes. One of the mission projects we had lined up to do on that trip fell through, and we were looking at a whole day with nothing to do. And so we put the word out in the community that there was a group of teenagers hanging out in, in town looking for something to do, and the Habitat for Humanity Restore called us, and, and the director said, she had been praying and praying and praying for somebody to come and help her with this huge shipment that had come in, and she didn't know how they were going to get it dealt with, and the store was maybe going to have to close. And we were to find out that we were ready, willing, and able to come over and help right that minute was just an answer to prayer for her. So we never know on mission trips what God has in mind for us. We go thinking that we have a plan, but sometimes God has a different plan. I really like the trip we took uh, just a couple of months ago to uh, Sacramento, California. You know, we took the train out there, and that was one of the first times I was on the train. And, and that was just cool looking at all the beautiful things that God creates around you in the scenery. And, and the conference and all the, the worship music and some of the, the speakers there. It was just a very powerful trip learning about who God really is and how he's more than everything. So. Yeah, that was the theme of the conference, right. more than. And we learned about how God is more than and we are more than we think we can be. So winding down, we've got about five minutes left. I've been hearing stories about this thing called cross-training. First thing that comes to my mind when I hear cross-training is the idea of riding my bike 12 miles, swimming through water, and running. I only run when I'm being chased. So but I'm just curious if maybe I might be off on what this actually means, because to me, that's just, I know things. But I think it's something more. Tell me about cross-training, a little bit about what you guys do and, and what, you're tr what you're trying to get done with that. Yeah, cross-training, actually cross meaning the cross that Jesus died on, oh. okay, <laughs> cross-training, right. is a, a monthly worship service. It is a youth-led, youth-oriented service that is open to anybody that wants to come. We have rock and worship music, we have dramas, we play games, we eat food, we just do all kinds of um, cool stuff at cross-training. A lot of these guys here are involved in cross-training in different ways. Um, some of you guys, why don't some of you guys tell us what you do at cross-training. Nick, what do you do at cross-training? What's your, what's, your, what's your job? Um, I play the lead guitar, and I just like um, leading worship and yep. having everyone listen to music and dancing to it. Fun to watch. Yep, Nick rocks out on his electric guitar. Who else? Bryce, what do you do? I get to put the words for the singing on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm part of the uh, acting up drama team, so we get to perform skits, and it's really a blast. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the band I Sing, and I'm also in the acting up group, so we do all the skits, and it's really fun. Yep, I'm also in the band and do all the... I think it's stuff too. Yeah. You play Jesus, which I thought was very cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody, no need to brag. No, no. Need to brag. <laughs> I always wanted to be a pilot. No. It's not quite the same. It ends no. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, cool. It usually ends bad for Jesus. At, at he comes moment. back though. Pilot right. doesn't. True. Enough. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I am also a singer in the band, and I am also in acting up. Um, I am a singer in the youth band, um, and I'm also in acting up. And for the next cross training, I'm actually giving a sermon. It's the first time I've ever done this, so I'm kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Can you cheer for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah everybody needs to come and hear Amanda <laughs> give the talk next time. It's going to be great. Yeah, Clarissa. Well, I'm just straight part of the acting up team, and it's so awesome. Yep. Acting up. Tell us what you do. I play rhythm guitar, and I am a part of the acting up team. Yeah. Tell us what you do, Brian. I play rhythm guitar. Yep. Who else is here that does stuff in the band? <laughs> <laughs> we got some I silent hanger-outers back there who are watching <laughs> what's going on here. Yeah, we have a drummer. We have a keyboard player. Um we have a pretty good-sized band, actually. How many of you guys? There's like 12 people in our band, isn't there? <laughs> 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 it's a really huge band. And uh, we have a technical crew. We have a couple of techies who run the sound and the the computer for the projector and and lights and stuff. So and then we have yeah. So we got That's really cool. Karen, first of all, real quick, who can go to it? Anybody okay. can go. It's for anybody. But the thing is. If if you come and the music's too loud for you, then you just have to deal with it because <laughs> we're not going to turn it down. Okay, <laughs> kind of goes along with that um, saying, if it's too loud, you're too old. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> okay. So real quick, we got about a minute left. Uh, we've been talking about it. I want to make sure we get the contact information in again, but just in the next minute. Someone's listening to it, and they're struggling. What's the best encouragement you can give them about, listen, come down here, let's talk, let's let's start working on some things? You know, we are a really open group. We, I have never, never had, in 10 years that I have been doing ministry here, I have never seen any young person walk into this youth group and get judged. Nobody gets judged here. Whatever your struggle is, whatever your thing is, we all have things, right guys? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we all have stuff that we're trying to deal with and work through and and. Whatever that is, we're, we just want to come alongside you and walk with you through it, however long that takes and, and whatever it is. We're, we're here for no other purpose than just to, to share the love of God um, and the, the, um, the redeeming act of, uh, act of Christ with, with anybody that's open to hanging with us. All of you guys say goodbye because you're going off the air. All of you say goodbye. <laughs> And Carolyn, one more time with the contact information, if you would, please. Yeah, our website is www.mt-viewumc.org. David Fournier, Restoring Grace. Thanks for hanging out with us. Little Dave Matthews on the way out. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week. What you need and we disappear Without a trace we'll be gone, gone The moon and the stars can follow the car And then when we get to the ocean We're gonna take a boat to the end of the world All the way to the end of the world